Hey there, welcome to the Next Level Nutrition Biz Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Long, business coach for nutritionists. I help nutritionists just like you create and launch their business and sign their first high-paying client. In this podcast, you'll learn practical strategies to start and grow your nutrition business that you can implement right away. You'll also hear from a ton of guests who have started their own thriving nutrition businesses and share what they've learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. I'm so excited for today's episode. Today we have Ashley Sove, customer success lead of the meal planning platform That Clean Life and registered holistic nutritionist. Today, Ashley and I chat about how to bring more clients into your nutrition practice. We discuss a lot of very easy ways and very tangible ways that aren't going to take you a ton of time, but are going to make all of the world of difference. I'm so excited to have Ashley here to chat about this because she is a wealth of knowledge and has a lot of background on how to grow your nutrition practice from both working with that clean life and having your own successful nutrition business. Hey, Ashley, thanks so much for being here with us today. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited too. You are one of my favorite people to follow. Um, I get so much inspiration from you and I know that everybody listening today is going to feel super inspired by everything you have to talk about, about um, bringing more clients into their business. And I'm sure and positive that they're going to be able to take things away that are going to help them to create action in their business right away because you are the queen of action. (laughs) Thank you so much. I hope that that's exactly what they get out of it. Totally. All right. So why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself and why you're super passionate about the topic of building a really sustainable nutrition business? Yeah. So, well, like you, I'm a holistic nutritionist myself and I live in this amazing city of Toronto, Ontario, which if you've never been anyone listening, we have one of the absolute best wellness communities in the world. And I'm really passionate about nutrition science, but also about nutrition business and building a really good practice and practicing in a way that brings more integrity and credibility to our profession as a whole as holistic nutritionists. So These days, I'm working at a company called That Clean Life, which is a meal planning platform for individuals and also for nutrition professionals. And I'm the customer success lead on the team. So that means that uh, my day-to-day work is getting to work with thousands of fellow holistic nutritionists, um, dietitians, naturopathic doctors, health coaches, trainers, and other professionals to help them grow their business using strategies for everything from establishing their services to marketing them to improving their client experience and scaling their business and everything beyond that. So while I do have a practice, like a private practice background myself, I am so grateful to be able to share what I have learned through that journey, as well as continue to learn every single day from our members that I'm working with. Wow. Yeah, I can imagine that you being in contact with so many different people um, and so many different approaches to running a business, you've gotten really good um, at knowing kind of those solid steps that someone needs to take to grow a really successful business. Exactly. We almost have it down to a formula that we run our members through at That Clean Life of there are just steps you need to take, instructions that you need to follow that will lead to a positive outcome. So it's good for me. Um, I wish that I'd had that kind of information starting out because as you know, back 
back before um, all of this wellness blogging and business coaching became sort of a hot topic, it was more cryptic to figure out how to build your practice. But these days, if you are the kind of person who is willing to take action, all the information you need about what actions to take to get the best result is out there. Yeah, I love that. And I love that you highlighted taking action because I think, you know, something that I'm really aware of is that Um, We live in a world where everything's at our fingertips and there is so much out there. Like you said, maybe when you and I were starting, there was stuff out there, but it was a bit more cryptic to find where now it's just everywhere. But um, there's, you know, consuming information is important, but the taking action, right? A lot of us just consume, 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 but we don't actually put that into practice. um, And we're wondering why we're not bringing on clients or why our business isn't, you know, really moving forward. Exactly. I would say that the number one thing that I have observed um, with my role in this industry is that the difference between the people who are really successful as nutrition professionals versus the people who are not successful or who give up on their practice or who 10 years after graduation just, you know, aren't in the business anymore is just the fact that the people who are successful continue to take action and continue to do the work it's there's there's no magic quality that some people have and some people don't I guess other than a willingness to keep taking action and to not give up yes I like get goosebumps when I hear that because it makes me so motivated Um, and I think for me personally and I'm sure a lot of people listening um, we can really get stuck in that perfection mindset of like working on something until it's completely perfect. Um, And then we have this high bar set for ourselves and then we never end up actually launching something. So I think it's like we have to shift from that, like needing everything to be perfect into more of the mentality of like, we just need to really take action and learn as we go. Yeah, I could not agree more with that. There was actually a a paper that came out several years ago, and it was specifically looking at dietitians and their personality traits. And one of the personality traits was, you know, being totally perfectionist and like perfection oriented. And I think that this applies to all nutrition professionals. And in, in some ways, it's really good for us. But in other ways, it totally holds us back from excelling in our business side of our life. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. So when it comes to, you know, that formula you, t- you talked about with that clean life and how you guys have really everything kind of down to um, a science when it comes to building your business, what would you say are the top things? And I want to dig into this a bit more, but what are the top things that would help someone in their practice actually bring more clients in? Yeah, so there are three things that um, I think are the most important and we can kind of dissect them and look at each one of them, but just sort of an overview They are establishing your niche, so deciding what problem you want to solve in the world and who you want to solve that problem for, and then going out and finding those specific people that are your people and your ideal clients. The second is having some kind of way to attract those people to you. So we recommend having a lead magnet. Sometimes it's called an opt-in or a freebie, but basically just a resource that is going to give a little taste of the solution to that problem that you're an expert at solving to attract the people who have that problem to your business so that you can continue to market to them further. And the third thing is giving free talks. So coming from a background of running a practice myself, 
whenever I needed new clients, whenever I was worried about if I would be able to pay my office rent that month, I always would get out into my community and give a free talk because getting in front of people actually fast forwards your relationship with them and they come to trust you sooner because they've seen your face, they know your energy, and you'll actually be able to book them as a client faster than if you were just trying to bring them in with like an email funnel or something like that. Yeah, that's really true. You know, it is kind of that fast track where when someone meets you, you know, they either feel really connected to you or you might not be the right person for them, which is okay. But instead of it being this long drawn out journey, you kind of get to the point a little bit quicker. For sure. It's like speed dating. I want to know and I want you to know right away if this is a good fit or not so we can both move on with our lives. I love that. I might use that (laughs) again on the podcast because I love that speed dating for sure. So why don't we then jump in a little bit more into the specifics of each one so we can give everyone a really good understanding of, you know, why is a niche important? Why is a lead magnet important? And what about free talk? So why don't we dig a bit more into each one now? For sure. So starting with establishing your niche, you already talked about this on your podcast a couple weeks ago, but I like to think of it like declaring your major. So we all know that if you go to school and you get a general arts degree or a general science degree, it's going to be hard for you to find a job because usually jobs require a little bit more of a specific skill set and it's going to take you additional time once you're out of school to get that skill set and be appealing to the right employer. So you can skip that whole headache if you just decide what you're going to major in while you're in school. And it's the same thing with your nutrition business. So if you decide what problem you want to solve, and it's really important to note here that when I say what problem you want to solve, I do not mean whether you want to specialize in gut health or hormonal health or uh, adrenal fatigue. I'm specifically talking about the exact problem. Do you want to work with clients who want to lose weight? Do you want to work with clients who want to clear their acne? Do you want to work with clients who need to perform at a higher level on an executive basis? So it's important to figure that out so that you know exactly who you're speaking to, because somebody who's trying to attract executive professionals who have really, really high energy jobs and not a lot of free time to do cooking and grocery shopping and taking care of their nutrition The way that you're going to approach a client like that is completely different than the way you're going to approach a client who might have the same struggles, they need to eat healthier, but they're a mom with a family of four and their barriers to health are completely different. So you need to first establish who you're talking to. Yeah, for sure. This is super important. And I love how you kind of make it Um, or associate it to like declaring your major. I like that because it's when you hear it in that way, it's like, oh, of course, this makes a lot of sense. Because if you're to go to school for four years, um, when you come out, it's like now you're in the workforce and you're like kind of stumbling and you're not really getting clear on what you want to do. And it might take you another five or 10 years to really get going in your new career. Um, But if you declare that major, you kind of get steered in the right direction early on. Mm -hmm. I love that. Even if you can start thinking about it, I'm sure you have students that listen to this podcast. Even if you can start thinking about it when you're still studying or if you're a recent grad so that you can just jump into that as soon as possible, because When you're in school, you're trained to help everybody and you're taught that you can help everybody. But when you're in practice, if you try to help everybody, it's not going to work. I have been there. It's hard to attract clients and 
even if you do manage to attract a lot of clients from different walks of life with different health problems, running a practice where one minute you are working with somebody who needs oncology nutrition and then walking out of that office and walking back into it 15 minutes later to work with a teenage girl who's trying to ch- change her weight class for her high school new, um, athletics team. It is exhausting to switch modes like that and constantly be thinking so dynamically. So even for the sake of your own health, you should niche down. Totally. I think that's so important and we forget that. And I think a lot of the time, like you said, in school, and of course we learn um, this way, you know, to be able to help anybody because that's an opportunity for us to get, you know, a really good base of learning, right? That's what school's for. Um, but we really need to get more specific and, and niche down so we're not trying to talk to everyone, Um I think that this is such an important thing that a lot of people miss and we end up getting overwhelmed when we're now trying to attract everyone. We have to change our approach for everyone. And then we're like, so we feel really in the depths of what happens if I don't know this thing that someone's coming in for. And we feel kind of helpless or um, hopeless in our business, like our business is in control and we're not in control. Yeah, absolutely. And Another thing to kind of be aware of when you're choosing a niche is that it should make your business more fun. And it's going to make it so that you are exclusively working with the people that you absolutely love to work with and that you're the best at helping. And you're going to have more success stories, which is going to lead to more business because people who have a problem are more likely to take a referral from somebody who used to have that problem, but then got it solved by a particular professional than to just take a risk and pick any random professional whose website they stumbled on and hope that that's going to be the person that's going to help them overcome it. Yeah, definitely. I definitely agree. Um, Is there anything else that you want to bring up about niche right now or should we move on to lead magnet? I think we can move on. Okay, awesome. So what would you um, or where would you start if someone's looking to build a lead magnet or even asking themselves, why would this be important to have in my business? Yeah. Okay. So I'm very passionate about lead magnets because I did not have one for years and years. Actually, let's rewind. So first, let me explain what a lead magnet is. So um, a lead is somebody who might become a client of yours. And a magnet is obviously something that attracts things. So a lead magnet is something that attracts a person who might become a potential client of yours. So a lead magnet for a nutrition professional could be something like a short-term meal plan, maybe like a three-day meal plan that's geared towards your niche. So for example, if my niche was working with moms who have a hard time getting dinner on the table at night and struggle with quick and easy lunches for their kids to take to school, it might be a three-day family-friendly meal plan. And that's going to include simple one-pan meals for dinners that leave enough leftovers for the next day and are free of common allergens that kids can't take to school. Another example of a lead magnet could be just a little recipe booklet. So if your niche was oncology nutrition for breast cancer, maybe it could be 10 meal ideas for helping with breast cancer treatment. So it's just like a free resource that's a good quality that you can put out into the world and that people who 
are aligned with what it is that you are offering and who have that need that you can fill are going to want to access. And the way that they get access to that resource is by giving you their contact information. So a lead magnet helps you to build a list of people who could become your paying clients. And it is way more efficient for you to focus on converting those people to become paying clients than to try to talk to everybody and hope that it lands with a couple of the people who are listening, right? Definitely. And I'm not sure if you've heard this, but um, a lot of people say, um, the money's in the list, right? And that's, you know, you really should be focusing your attention on your newsletter list and creating lead magnets to bring people in because we can't really rely on things like social media, meaning like because they're third party owned, if something was to happen to them and we lose all of our followers or something like that, where else have we built up our business to sustain it so we don't have to start from um, zero again? Exactly. If you are not collecting the contact information of people who are interested in your services, then you are depending on what Facebook and Instagram to allow you to talk to them. And we're seeing the research coming out now that these platforms only show your posts to, you know, optimistically up to 5% of your followers. So you want to make sure that you're taking that into your own hands and moving things off of social media and being able to personally contact whoever it is that might become a client at any given time to convert that lead into your next success story. Yeah, I love that so much. It really helps to paint the picture of why you would do this because I think a lot of us hear that having a newsletter is a good idea, but we don't know the reason why, so we might not feel committed to it. So um, thank you for sharing that. For sure. Um, and I, oh, sorry, go ahead. I want to talk a little bit about um, creating a lead magnet because I think that we just talked about all the reasons why you should have one, and I don't want to leave people hanging in terms of how to actually get one going in their business. Uh, Definitely. This was something that I struggled with so much in my practice because like it's totally overwhelming to think about, right? I am passionate about science. I don't know how to design a PDF file and get it up on my website and get it set up with an autoresponder to, you know, go out to anyone who might be interested in it. So I took a really long time to actually get this going in my practice. And when I finally did, the number of people who were downloading it and the rate at which my email list was growing actually made me sad because all I could think about when I looked at those numbers were, oh my gosh, like I could have been doing this for the past two years. <laughs> and then I would be so much further along than I am now. It's one of those things where you, you, you're successful, but you can't help but kick yourself for the fact that you should have been successful sooner. And the reason was just because I didn't know how to create one. So we love, love, love getting our members at That Clean Life to create a lead magnet as their very first thing to do when they sign up. So because That Clean Life is a meal planning platform, there's a whole database of over a thousand recipes that are designed, developed, tested, and photographed in-house. So you don't need to be a recipe developer and you don't need to be a food photographer in order to get good recipes to put into a lead magnet. And then you can either put them into a short-term meal plan, like I mentioned, or you could create a recipe book. And it's all bundled together in this beautiful PDF file that you don't need to be or hire a graphic designer in order to create. So a lead magnet doesn't need to take 
months of thinking and planning and designing and creating, it can be something that comes together in just one to two hours if you have the right tool. Yeah. And again, I think that's such a good point because um, I see so many people, like you say, spending days or months, multiple months uh, creating their lead magnet, putting so much energy into this when they could be putting their resources and energy into another place. So why do you think it is, or sorry, let me reframe that. Um, Do you see it often that people put way too much content into a lead magnet and you could really see areas where it could be more stripped back or perhaps that could be created into a second lead magnet? Um, So I hope you understand what I'm asking here. Yeah, for sure. And actually, I would say that I see this more often than I don't see it. And I think it would almost be fair to give general advice to nutrition professionals out there and say, if you are wondering if what you are providing is enough, (laughs) divide it in half and it's still more than enough. (laughs) Totally. We totally have a tendency to overgive because we are like givers and helpers and healers in our profession, but it's actually to the detriment of your client and your business. Because when you give somebody something that has heaps and heaps of information that you are so proud to have put together and it's very um, comprehensive, that's great. But what it actually does is it stops them from taking action because they get totally overwhelmed. What they want is what are, what are the one to three things that I can do today that are going to help me with my health issue? And that's all that you need to give them. And then they're going to do those one to three things. They're going to start feeling better. That's going to make them trust that you know what you're talking about and you know how to help this problem. And then they're going to come back to you and say, okay, I'm ready to take this to the next level. What are my options in terms of working with you? Definitely. So would you then say that one of the most important things to include in a lead magnet is a quick win for your client? Absolutely. What is the number one promise that you are giving to them that the lead magnet will deliver, right? So is it going to help them have a bit more energy throughout the day? Is it going to help them see their skin clear a little bit? Is it going to help them put a meal on the table that their whole family will finally eat? Whatever the promise is, it only has to be one thing about their life that's going to change. Make it clear that that's what this lead magnet is delivering. So they know what to expect. They know what to look for. And then when they observe that benefit, you have built that trust. Yeah, for sure. And I guess you could argue that this approach could work in always with marketing, like how we approach social media, how we approach our newsletter. If we're constantly looking at how can we help our clients with a quick win or something that they can take away, people are going to not just say, oh, you're super inspiring, but they're like, you're motivating and you get, you help me take action. And you know that's going to lead them to actually want to book in with you. For sure. If you're going to write an Instagram post about how gluconeogenesis works, Nobody's going to read that. But if you just put out there, hey, you might want to eat something before you work out so that your muscle doesn't burn itself up. That's actually going to help people. Yeah, exactly. Even me who knows a little bit about what that is probably still wouldn't read it because I'm just like, my brain doesn't work in those ways. So immediately I shut off. Um, you know, so we have to remember, we have to kind of anticipate the way our clients are thinking um, or how they retain or how they take in information so we can then provide that that resource or that way that they do that for them. Totally. Yeah. 
All right. So lastly, we have free talks. So let's dig into free talks a little bit more because I know you love this topic. I love this topic so much. So a lead magnet is something that you can put together really quickly. Let's say that you listen to that portion of the podcast and you went right away. You're probably already a That Clean Life member. You made your lead magnet. Now you have that ready to go. So a free talk is a way that you can actually get out there and get in front of those potential leads and start building that list. So you can do this online. It's possible to give webinars and it's possible to promote your business online. But if you're a new nutrition professional and you need to start building up your client list today, the best way to do that is to get out into your own community. And the best way to get out into your own community is to start leveraging the like-minded businesses that are around you who have a built-in audience to put together some kind of presentation for that audience so that you can hopefully attract the right people and start turning them into your clients. Yeah, this is a great point because I think one I guess, complaint that a lot of people might have or one objection is that, well, I don't have an audience, you know, who am I going to do this free talk for? For sure. So like, that's an assumption. When I talk about free talks, I'm assuming that whoever is planning their free talk doesn't have an audience. And in fact, I almost think that a free talk should have a purpose of getting outside of your own audience, because you can talk for free to your own audience anytime, right? And if you invite your own audience to a free talk, like you already know that person, you could have maybe followed up with them one-on-one to have a conversation about what their needs are or whatever it is. But a free talk is a way to get more people in your audience. So for example, if you are a holistic nutritionist and there's a juice bar in your city that does like cold pressed juice and makes like cute little raw vegan treats and sells nutrition books and healthy cookbooks. The people who go there and who shop there are probably at least some of them interested in nutrition. And some of those people, there might be a subset that are visiting that store because they're seeking healthier options because they just got diagnosed with a specific condition that you love to work with and that you're really good at providing care for. So if you can put together a free talk at that juice bar, maybe called how to deal with nausea during cancer treatment, you're going to attract all the people in your community who are familiar with that business, who are going through cancer treatment, who are interested in oncology nutrition care. And you're going to get in front of those people. You'll deliver a quick win. You'll tell them about your lead magnet, get their email address so you can send it to them after the talk. And now you just added a whole bunch of people to your audience that you can then follow up with and hopefully convert into clients. Awesome. So I would love to know, um, do you believe in paid talks? And if you do, when do you see... um, a practitioner graduating from doing free talks to now paid talks? Yeah, so paid talks are a little bit different. When you do a paid talk, in my experience, you're more doing it getting paid by um, whoever's hosting it. So like corporate wellness, you're getting paid by the employer to go in and talk to their employees and, you know, reduce their sick days or whatever their hopeful outcome is. Another type of paid talk, I guess, would be like a class or a workshop where the attendees would buy tickets. And in that case, these aren't ways to attract new clients to your business. These are separate 
revenue streams. So your goal of a paid talk, you already got paid walking in there. Your goal is just to provide the value that you're being paid to provide. And sometimes you'll be allowed to pitch yourself at the end. Other times you won't. Um, and if you're teaching a workshop or a cooking class, then you obviously will be able to pitch yourself. But it's still a separate revenue stream. So I would say until you have a good full client list to either invite to a paid workshop or class or until you're actually having wellness, corporate wellness as part of your business model, I wouldn't worry about either of those two possible revenue streams. And I would just focus on giving a free hour of your time to try and book a few extra clients for that week because it's a really quick win in terms of business. Like I've never given a free talk that didn't result in at least, usually way more, but at least one person who came out to the free talk actually becoming a paying client of mine. So they're totally worth the time that you invest in them. And there's no financial cost associated with them, right? Because you're just showing up, you're sharing what you know, and you are sharing your lead magnet. Yeah, thank you for clarifying that because I think people can get hung up a little bit on, you know, do I do a pay talk? Do I do a free talk? Um, and really the way that you position it is great. It's, you know, you're going to put the energy out regardless. And if you don't have an audience and you're trying to get out a paid talk, you're pushing so much energy and so many resources to fill a few seats where if you were promoting a free talk, more than likely you're going to fill the house or you're going to get way more people come out that are then going to lead to a paid opportunity. Absolutely. And also, um, I experimented a little bit with paid, not paid talks, but paid events early, early in my nutrition practice. So I would host these brunches, where people would buy tickets for like $60, they would come and have brunch. And then during the brunch, I would like talk about all the different things I was making and why it was so healthy. And I don't think I ever got a client from one of those because people weren't coming to that wanting to learn more about nutrition, like they were coming for an experience. So I put a stop to that. And then I started giving free talks. That was very, very successful for me. I would always book clients for my free talks. And then years after that, once I had established my practice really well, I started doing paid events again, where I would market it to my existing clients and they would pay like $50 to come to a Valentine's Day truffle making workshop, but they were coming because they already knew me and they wanted to hang out with me and they wanted to bring their friend or family member or a date to be a part of that event. But it, it was a completely different thing. It was an extra revenue stream, but not a way to try and attract clients. That's great. So um, before we wrap up, I just want to ask you in terms of the free talks, um, how would you suggest people can approach that within the um, sorry, how can they approach, you know, talking about their services or saying that, you know, I am taking on clients right now within the talk? Do you have like a foolproof method for that? I do. So you always want to make sure that you do deliver some kind of amazing offer at the end of the free talk. Um, otherwise, you're doing them a disservice. Like you just spent the last hour teaching them three ways to balance their blood sugar and why stop there? They could do so many more things and they could get a totally individualized plan created for them. Um, so you want to make sure that you spend some time at the end talking about one specific service that you offer. This is not a time to highlight your entire menu of offerings. Just focus on one. And I also usually recommend 
offering like an, a little bonus alongside that. So maybe for anybody here who books my three visit blood sugar management package in the next 48 hours, I'll throw in a grocery store tour for free. We'll walk through your favorite grocery store. I'll teach you how to read labels. I'll share some of my favorite food products. And you can deliver that offer at the end of your talk. But you, what you want to make sure that you're doing is you are collecting the email addresses of everyone at the talk. So maybe you do that because um, your lead magnet is a five low glycemic healthy desserts guide. And everybody who wants access to that gives their email. And then after the talk, you email them that guide and you also remind them of that offer. And then 24 hours later, you send them another email just to remind them one more time, hey, it's your last chance. If you did want to get that free grocery store tour, I would love to work with you. And essentially, they have to read two emails in exchange for getting a free hour of nutrition advice. No one's going to complain about that. And a lot of people are probably going to take you up on that offer. Yeah, for sure. I agree. And I think you've um, given us some really compelling reasons why bringing free talks in is so important. And I know this is something I did at the beginning of my business too. Um, and then when I built up my um, audience, then I started doing uh, paid talks. But I agree with you that it's really hard to um, get people in the seats at the beginning. So to entice them with a free talk, give them a quick win, and then kind of bring them into your world is probably the best way to approach this. Absolutely. And again, just like with making a lead magnet, it doesn't have to be this big overwhelming thing where you spend several months planning out your free talk. Just choose a topic, approach a local business, and let them know what you want to do when they agree to it, like lock in a date, plan what you're going to talk about. Ideally, create some resources to go along with that. So whether that's your lead magnet or whether you are going to hand out a couple of recipes to the people who come out to that. But all of this should be able to happen really quickly. If I needed clients right now, I could get out and give a free talk tomorrow. And if you need clients in your business, there's no reason why you can't have this planned and ready to execute by next week. This is something that you can implement right now to start increasing your revenue and start growing your business. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. And just as a side note, um, I didn't plan to ask you this, but I really want to ask you this now. Um, in terms of, you know, you say that, you know, um, nutrition science is really big for you. And I know that following you online, you love talking about the science behind why, you know, we might eat certain foods. Um, but I would love to know in a free talk scenario, would you go this in depth or do you keep it really, really basic? It depends. It depends on who my audience is, right? So if I'm just going to target the lowest common denominator of women who want to lose weight because they turned 40 and suddenly losing weight is so much harder than it was for them in their 20s and 30s, I'm not necessarily going to go into all the heavy science of what changed and why they're metabolism is different and how their hormones are impacting their weight gain. But I would still let them know that all of those things are factors and that the information is there if they want to access it. And I would share some quick wins on here's how to balance your hormones with food. Here are five foods that are good for your hormones. Or when it comes to weight loss specifically, I really focus on fiber. So if it's a talk on weight loss, weight loss I might just pick one topic like fiber and I might 
go ahead and go deep and explain the science of fiber so that every single person who leaves that talk is like, I'm going to eat more fiber starting right now. And then they'll get some results right away. So it really depends if what you are trying to do is teach people that science. I would just say one concept at a time and like break down the concept into thirds and teach them the first third of it at once. But if what you're trying to do is just work with people who don't necessarily want to know the science, but they just want to be able to outsource that and trust that someone who does know the science is taking care of that part of their life for them and is making meal plans for them or whatever, then just let people know that you're that person, share enough to get them to trust you and don't overwhelm them with anything unnecessary. Yeah, totally. And I just really wanted to ask you this because I think a lot of us think we need to research for days and hours in order to put on a free talk when um, I think you've illustrated and what I know as well is, you know, go with a subject you know really, really well. And remember, like you said, half what you think you need to actually be producing for them. You know, it doesn't have to be as complicated as you make it out. And it doesn't have to be as long as you may, as you might think it has to be. It can really be like, you're going to probably want to overproduce and then just like really kind of take it down to half and you're probably good at that place. Absolutely. I think the number one thing to focus on is just create a premium experience. It doesn't need to be overwhelming and full of information. You just need to create a premium experience. So when people are coming in, make sure you say hi to them. Talk about what you need to talk about, but also give them something extra for free. So like pass out some beautiful recipes that have beautiful food photos and are beautifully formatted with your logo and your contact information. And they'll take a look at that and think, wow, like this is a really premium resource. She must be a really premium nutritionist. And then you get to charge premium prices. And people don't question that because they expect it because what you're delivering is on that level. Like you don't want to be the Walmart of nutritionists, you want to be the <laughs> boutique gourmet food store of nutritionists. Like you want to be Whole Foods. I love that. <laughs> I don't want to be the Walmart of nutritionists. <laughs> That's really good. Okay. Awesome, Ashley. This was so good. Um, I had no doubt in my mind that you weren't going to deliver some incredible content and, you know, some quick wins for people. You talk about quick wins. I know a lot of people are going to walk away from this feeling like they have a lot of things they can implement now. And um, even a first step, you know, getting more clear on that niche, which I like how you said, it's like declaring your major, um, creating that lead magnet, uh, which you kind of liken to like client attraction, you know, what kind of tool are you using to attract those people in? And then the free talks um, to build that audience and really give them one quick win. So there's that like, no trust factor that you've created there. So thank you so much for going into depth on all of these. Is there anything else that you want to chat about before we wrap up? I don't think so. I hope that this was really helpful for everybody listening. I think that um, I'm really passionate about tools. So make sure that you do check us out over at That Clean Life if what's holding you back in your business is feeling like you can't produce the resources, feeling like you don't know how to put together a lead magnet or you struggle with pulling recipes together for your free talks because we solve that problem really, really quickly for you so that you can focus more on growing your business and working on your business rather than working in your business and spending all your time making meal plans and typing up recipes and all of that stuff that, in my opinion, nutritionists really shouldn't be doing. You should be able to pull that stuff together so that you can focus on the much bigger, bigger stuff. Yeah, exactly. 
So um, just to wrap up, can you let us know where we can find both That Clean Life and also your business online? Um, Yeah, so I work at That Clean Life. So you can check us out at thatcleanlife.com. We have a huge bank of resources on our blog for nutrition professionals for everything from helping you find more clients to convert those clients to writing a weekly newsletter and pretty much anything else you can think of. And uh, you can also find us on Instagram at That Clean Life and on Facebook. And if you want to nerd out with nutrition science um, with me, then you can follow me on Instagram at Ashley Sobe Health. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Ashley. I'm so excited that you came on and I would love to have you on again because you've been such a great guest. So thank you so much. Um, I'm sure everybody is walking away feeling super inspired and ready to take on um, their nutrition business now. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Stephanie. Thanks for listening in. If you like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, share the episode with a friend or take us on social media. Catch you next time.